Today is the 16th day of August, and welcome to the Coffee and Morning Prayers podcast. I invite you to pull up a chair, settle down with your favorite cup of coffee or tea, and join me in prayer. Now let us begin our day. From the rising of the sun to its setting, my name shall be great among the nations, and in every place incense shall be offered to my name, and a pure offering. For my name shall be great among the nation, says the Lord of hosts. Let us humbly confess our sins unto Almighty God. Almighty, most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us. Spare thou those who confess their faults. Restore those that are penitent, according to thy promises declared unto humanity in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life, to the glory of your holy name. Amen. The Almighty and merciful Lord grant you absolution and remission of all of your sins, true repentance, amendment of life, and the grace and consolation of his Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord, open our lips, and our mouth shall proclaim your praise. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Let us say together the Vanity. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving and raise a loud shout to him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God and a great King above all gods. In his hand are the caverns of the earth, And the heights of the hills are his also. The sea is his, for he made it, and his hands have molded the dry land. Come, let us bow down and bend the knee, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. Oh, that today you would hearken to his voice. Psalms for the 16th day evening prayer. Psalms 82, 83, 84, 85. God takes his hand in the council of heaven. He gives judgment in the midst of the gods. How long will you judge unjustly and show favor to the wicked? Save the weak and the orphan. Defend the humble and needy. Rescue the weak and the poor. Deliver them from the power of the wicked. They do not know, neither do they understand, that they go about in darkness. All the foundations of the earth are shaken. Now I say to you, you are gods, and all of you children of the Most High. Nevertheless, you shall die like mortals and fall like any prince. Arise, O God, and rule the earth, for you shall take all nations for your own. 
O God, do not be silent. Do not keep still nor hold your peace, O God. For your enemies are in tumult, and those who hate you have lifted up their heads. They take secret counsel against your people and plot against those whom you protect. They have said, Come, let us wipe them out from among the nations. Let the name of Israel be remembered no more. They have conspired together. They have made an alliance against you. The tents of Edom and the Ishmaelites and the Moabites and the Hagarines, Gabel and the Ammon and Amalek, the Philistines and those who dwell in Tyre. The Assyrians also have joined them and have come to help the people of Lot. Do to them as you did to Midian, to Caesarea, and to Shabon, and the river of Kishon. They were destroyed at Endor. They became like dung upon the ground. Make their leaders like Oreb and Zeb, and all their commanders like Zeba and Zalmunna, who said, Let us take for ourselves the field of God as our possession. O my God, make them like whirling dust and like chaff before the wind, like fire that burns down a forest, like the flame that sets mountains ablaze. Drive them with your tempest and terrify them with your storm. Cover their faces with shame, O Lord, that they may seek your name. Let them be disgraced and terrified forever. Let them be put to confusion and perish. Let them know that you, whose name is Yahweh, you alone are the most high over all the earth. How dear to me is your dwelling, O Lord of hosts. My soul has a desire and longs for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh rejoice in the living God. The sparrow has found her a house and the swallow a nest where she may lay her young by the side of your altars, O Lord of hosts, my King and my God. Happy are they who dwell in your house. They will always be praising you. Happy are the people whose strength is in you, whose hearts are set upon the pilgrim's way. Those who go through the desolate valley will find it a place of springs, for the early rains have covered it with pools of water. They will climb from height to height, and the God of gods will reveal himself in Zion. Lord God of hosts, hear my prayer. Hearken, O God of Jacob. Behold our defender, O God, and look upon the face of your anointed. For one day in your courts is better than a thousand in my own room and to stand at the threshold of the house of my God than to dwell in the tents of the wicked. For the Lord God is both sun and shield. He will give grace and glory. No good thing will the Lord withhold from those who walk with integrity. O Lord of hosts, happy are they who put their trust in you. You have been gracious to your land, O Lord, You have restored the good fortune of Jacob. You have forgiven the iniquity of your people and blot out all their sins. You have withdrawn all your fury and turned yourself from your wrathful indignation. 
Restore us then, O God our Savior. Let your anger depart from us. Will you be displeased with us forever? Will you prolong your anger from age to age? Will you not give us life again that your people may rejoice in you? Show us your mercy, O Lord, and grant us your salvation. I will listen to what the Lord God is saying, for he is speaking peace to his faithful people and to those who turn their heart to him. Truly, his salvation is very near to those who fear him, that his glory may dwell in our land. Mercy and truth have met together. Righteousness and peace have kissed each other. Truth shall spring up from the earth, and righteousness shall look down from heaven. The Lord will indeed grant prosperity, and our land will yield its increase. Righteousness shall go before him and peace shall be a pathway for his feet. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from the Acts of the Apostles, chapter 22, beginning at the 30th verse. Since the tribune wanted to find out what Paul was being accused of by the Jews, The next day he released him and ordered the chief priests and the entire council to meet. He brought Paul and had him stand before them. While Paul was looking intently at the council, he said, Brothers, up to this day I have lived my life with a clear conscience before God. Then the high priest Ananias ordered those standing near him to strike him on the mouth. At this Paul said to him, God will strike you you whitewashed wall. Are you sitting there to judge me according to the law, and yet in violation of the law you order me to be struck? Those standing nearby said, Do you dare to insult God's high priest? And Paul said, I did not realize, brother, that he was a high priest. For it is written, You shall not speak evil of the leader of your people. When Paul noticed that some of the Sadducees and others were Pharisees, He called out in the council, Brothers, I am a Pharisee, son of Pharisees. I am on trial concerning the hope of the resurrection of the dead. When he said this, a dissension began among and between the Pharisees and the Sadducees, and the assembly were divided. The Sadducees said that there was no resurrection or angel or spirit, but the Pharisees acknowledged all three. Then a great clamor arose, and certain scribes of the Pharisees' group stood up and contended. We find nothing wrong with this man. What if a spirit or an angel has spoken to him? When the dissension became violent, the tribune, fearing that they would tear Paul to pieces, ordered the soldiers to go back down, take him by force, and bring him into the barracks. That night the Lord stood near him and said, Keep up your courage. For just as you have testified for me in Jerusalem, so you must bear witness also in Rome. Glory to you, Lord God of our fathers. You are worthy of praise. Glory to you. Glory to you for the radiance of your holy name. We will praise you and highly exalt you forever. Glory to you in the splendor of your temple. On the throne of your majesty, glory to you. Glory to you seated between the cherubim. 
we will praise you and highly exalt you forever. Glory to you, beholding the depths in the high vault of heaven, glory to you. Glory to you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We will praise you and highly exalt you forever. A reading from the Gospel according to Mark, chapter 11, beginning at the 12th verse. On the following day, when they came from Bethany, Jesus was hungry. Seeing in the distance a fig tree and leaf, he went to see whether perhaps he would find anything on it. When he came to it, he found nothing but leaves, for it was not the season for figs. He said to it, May no one ever eat fruit from you again. And his disciples heard it. Then he came to Jerusalem, and he entered the temple and began to drive out those who were selling and those who were buying in the temple. And he overturned the tables of the money changers and the seats of those who sold doves. And he would not allow anyone to carry anything through the temple. He was teaching and saying, Is it not written, My house shall be called a house of prayer for all the nations? But you have made it a den of robbers. And when the chief priests and the scribes heard it, they kept looking for a way to kill him. For they were afraid of him because the whole crowd was spellbound by his teaching. And when evening came, Jesus and his disciples went out of the city. In the morning as they passed by, they saw the fig tree withered away to its roots. Then Peter remembered and said to him, Rabbi, look, the fig tree that you cursed has withered. Jesus answered them, Have faith in God. Truly I tell you, if you say to this mountain, Be taken up and thrown into the sea, and if you do not doubt in your heart but believe that what you say will come to pass, it will be done for you. So I tell you, Whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it, and it will be yours. Whenever you stand in praying, forgive if you have anything against anyone, so that your Father in heaven may also forgive you your trespasses. But if you do not forgive, neither will your Father in heaven forgive your trespasses. Glory to God in the highest and peace to his people on earth. Lord God, Heavenly King, Almighty God and Father, we worship you, we give you thanks, we praise you for your glory. Lord Jesus Christ, only Son of the Father, Lord God, Lamb of God, you take away the sin of the world. Have mercy on us. You are seated at the right hand of the Father. Receive our prayer. For you alone are the Holy One, you alone are the Lord, you alone are the Most High, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit, in the glory of God the Father. Amen. Here is a reading for the Monday following Proper 15. It is a reading from early Christian writings, specifically from Tertullian, Discussing, discussing the passions of the holy martyrs, Perpetua and Felicitas. Chapter 6. Here is a quick summary. From the prison, they are led forth with joy into the amphitheater. 
especially Perpetua and Felicitas. All refuse to put on profane garments. They are scourged. They are thrown to the wild beasts. Satyrus twice is unheard. Perpetua and Felicitas are thrown down. They are called back to the Sanavarian gate. Satyrus, wounded by a leopard, exhorts the soldier. They kiss one another and are slain with the sword. One. The day of their victory shone forth, and they proceeded from the prison into the amphitheater, as if to an assembly, joyous and of brilliant countenances. If, perchance, shrinking, it was with joy and not with fear. Perpetua followed with placid look, and with step and gait as a matron of Christ, beloved of God casting down the luster of her eyes from the gaze of all. Moreover, Felicitas, rejoicing that she had safely brought forth so that she might fight with the wild beasts, from the blood and from the midwife to the gladiator, to wash after childbirth with a second baptism. And when they were brought to the gate and were constrained to put on the clothing, the men that of the priests of Saturn, and the women, that of those who are consecrated to Ceres. That noble-minded woman resisted even to the end with constancy, for she said, We have come thus far of our own accord for this reason, that our liberty might not be restrained. For this reason we have yielded our minds, that we might not do any such thing as this. We've agreed on this with you. Injustice acknowledged the justice. The tribune yielded to their being brought as simply as they were. Perpetua sang psalms, already treading underfoot the head of the Egyptian. Revocatus and Saturninus and Saturus uttered threatenings against the gazing people about this martyrdom. When they came within sight of Hilarionus, by gesture and nod, they began to say to Hilarionus, Thou judgest us, say they, but God will judge thee. At this the people, exasperated, demanded that they should be tormented with scourges as they passed along the rank of the venators. And they indeed rejoiced that they should have incurred any one of their Lord's passions. 2. But he who had said, Ask, and ye shall receive, gave to them when they asked that death which each one had wished for. For when at any time they had been discoursing among themselves about their wish and respect of their martyrdom, Saturninus indeed had professed that he wished that he might be thrown to all the beasts, doubtless that he might wear a more glorious crown. Therefore, in the beginning of the exhibition, he and Revocatus made trial of the leopard, and more, moreover, upon the scaffold, they were harassed by the bear. Ceteris, however, held nothing in greater abomination than a bear, but he imagined that he would be put an end to with one bite of a leopard. 
Therefore, when a wild boar was supplied, it was the huntsman, rather, who had supplied the boar, who was gored by the same beast and died the day after the shows. Satyrus only was drawn out, and when he had been bound on the floor near to a bear, the bear would not come forth from his den. And so Satyrus for the second time is recalled unhurt. 3. Moreover, for the young women, the devil prepared a fierce cow, provided especially for that purpose contrary to custom, rivaling their sex also in that of the beasts. And so, stripped and clothed with nets, they were led forth. The populace shuddered as they saw one young woman of delicate frame and another with breasts still dropping from her recent childbirth. So, being recalled, they are unbound. Perpetua is let in. She was tossed and fell on her loins, and when she saw her tunic torn from her side, she drew it over her as a veil for her middle, rather mindful of her modesty than her suffering. Then she was called for again and bound up her disheveled hair, for it was not becoming for a martyr to suffer with disheveled hair, lest she should appear to be mourning in her glory. So she rose up, and when she saw Felicitas crushed, she approached and gave her her hand and lifted her up. And both of them stood together, and the brutality of the populace being appeased, they were recalled to the Sanavavarian gate. Then Perpetua received by a certain one who was still a catechumen, Rusticus by name, who kept close to her, and she, as if aroused from sleep, so deeply had she been in the spirit and in an ecstasy, began to look around her and to say to the amazement of all, I cannot tell when we are to be led out to that cow. And when she had heard what had already happened, she did not believe it until she had perceived signs of injury in her body and in her dress and had recognized the catechumen. Afterwards, causing that catechumen and the brother to approach, she addressed them saying, Stand fast in the faith and love one another, all of you, and be not offended by my sufferings. For the same satyrus at the other entrance exhorted the soldier Pudens, saying, Assuredly, here I am, as I have promised and foretold, for up to this minute I have felt no beast. And now believe with your whole heart, Lo, I am going forth to that beast, and I shall be destroyed with one bite of the leopard. And immediately at the conclusion of the exhibition, he was thrown to the leopard, and with one bite of his, he was bathed with such a quantity of blood that the people shouted out to him as if he were returning the testimony of his second baptism. Saved and washed! Saved and washed!
manifestly, he was assuredly saved, who had been glorified in such a spectacle. Then to the soldier, prudence, he said, farewell, and be mindful of my faith, and let not these things disturb, but confirm you. And at that same time, he asked for a little ring from his finger and returned it to him bathed in his wound, leaving to him an inherited token and the memory of his blood. And then lifeless, he is cast down with the rest to be slaughtered in the usual place. And when the populace called for them into the midst, that as the sword penetrated into their body, they might make their eyes partners in the murder, they rose up of their own accord and transferred themselves whither the people wished. But they first kissed one another that they might consummate their martyrdom with the kiss of peace. The rest indeed, immovable and in silence, received the sword thrust. Much more Satyrus, who also had first ascended the ladder and first gave up his spirit, for he also was waiting for Perpetua, but Perpetua, that she might taste some pain, being pierced between the ribs, cried out loudly, and she herself placed the wavering right hand of the youthful gladiator to her throat. Possibly such a woman could not have been slain unless she herself had willed it, because she was feared by the impure spirit. O most brave and blessed martyrs, O truly called and chosen unto the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ, whom whoever magnifies and honors and adores assuredly ought to read these examples for the edification of the church, not less than the ancient ones, so that new virtues also may testify that one and the same Holy Spirit is always operating, even until now. And God, the Father Omnipotent, and His Son, Jesus Christ our Lord, who is the glory and infinite power forever and ever. Amen. Here ends the reading. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary, and suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you, and also with you. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done 
on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Show us your mercy, O Lord, and grant us your salvation. Clothe your ministers with righteousness, let your people sing with joy. Give peace, O Lord, in all the world, for only in you can we live in safety. Lord, keep this nation under your care, and guide us in the way of justice and truth. Let your way be known upon earth, your saving health among all nations. Let not the needy, O Lord, be forgotten, nor the hope of the poor be taken away. Create in us clean hearts, O God, and sustain us with your Holy Spirit. O God, the author of peace and the lover of concord, to know you is eternal life and to serve you is perfect freedom. Defend us, your humble servants, in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in your defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries through the might of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Almighty God, you have given us good land for our heritage. We humbly ask that you may always prove ourselves a people mindful of your favor and glad to do your will. Bless our land with honorable industry, sound learning, and pure manners. Save us from violence, discord, and confusion, from pride and arrogance, and from every evil way. Defend our liberties, and fashion into one united peoples the multitudes brought hither out of many kindreds and tongues. And do with the spirit of wisdom those to whom in your name we entrust the authority of government, that there may be justice and peace at home, and that through obedience to your law we may show forth your praise among the nations of the earth. In the times of prosperity, fill our hearts with thankfulness, and in the day of trouble, suffer not our trust in you to fail. All which we ask through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Almighty and everlasting God, by whose spirit the whole body of your faithful people is governed and sanctified, receive our supplications and prayers which we offer before you for all members of your holy church, that in their vocation and ministry they may truly and devoutly serve you, through our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we, your unworthy servants, give you humble thanks for all your goodness and loving kindness to us and to all whom you have made. We bless you for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life. But above all, for your immeasurable love and the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we pray, give us such an awareness of your mercies that with truly thankful hearts, we may show forth your praise, not only with our lips, but in our lives, by giving up ourselves for your service, and by walking before you in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, to whom with you and the Holy Spirit be honor and glory throughout all ages. Amen. 
Almighty God, you have given us grace at this time with one accord to make our common supplication to you. And you have promised through your well-beloved Son that when two or three are gathered together in his name, you will be in the midst of them. Fulfill now, O Lord, our desires and petitions as may be best for us, granting us in this world knowledge of your truth and in the age to come, life everlasting. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. Glory to God, whose power working in us can do infinitely more than we can ask or imagine. Glory to him from generation to generation in the church, and in Christ Jesus forever and ever. Amen.